you know, I still have my prostate. I, I don't know what life is without a prostate, but I've seen clinically thousands and thousands of men without their prostate. And life goes on. If you don't have a prostate or you are going to get your prostate removed, life goes on and it's okay. Today, we'll talk about life without a prostate. Let's go. Welcome to the Dr. Geo Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Geo, where it is my goal to share with you some ideas and tools to help you with your urological function and live better with age. Today, our conversation will be on what is life without a prostate? What is life without a prostate? Fortunately, or depending on how you look at it, unfortunately, I've I've seen probably, I don't know, I lost count, several thousand men who no longer have their prostate. In fact, there's some sort of joke on Facebook and social media on, I left my prostate in wherever. I left my prostate in San Francisco. I left my prostate in New York. I left my prostate in Florida, right? So these are typically men who get their prostate removed because they've had prostate cancer. Just recently, I saw a 48-year-old man who is uh, divorced and single who had to have his prostate removed because he had uh, aggressive prostate cancer. And he's concerned. He's, what, what, am I still a man? I feel like I'm still a man, but he's sort of trying to figure it out. I mean, he's only maybe three months after his prostatectomy, so he's still trying to figure these things out and how to function sexually without a prostate. So. What is life without a prostate? Should you not get your prostate removed in fear of sexual dysfunction, even in though you have prostate cancer? Let's unpack this a little bit, right? What is a prostate? The prostate is a gland, is a sexual gland that's involved in, it does several things. Number one, it produces a majority of the semen that you expel for impregnation and conception. The other thing is that it does is it expels the semen when you are in the middle of an orgasm. It pushes the semen out of your body and goes into wherever it goes. So it's a sexual gland. I think many people see the prostate and removal of the prostate similar to how they see breasts and removal of the breasts in females in females who have breast cancer, right? So typically I've heard, I'm not an expert in breast oncology, breast cancer, but I've heard from friends and other uh, physicians and doctors that females feel less womanly, less feminine after they get their breasts removed and they get very uncomfortable with themselves. So it begs the question, do men feel less manly as a result? It's just similar to women. Well, there's some differences here, right? So that the breast is something that's outside of the body. And when a female gets their breast removed, it's something that you can, it's, it's very obvious. It's not so obvious in men because the prostate is inside of the body. So there's that component. I think what makes men sometimes, not all the times, uh, feel less manly is the fact that they might have some erectile dysfunction. 
And when you look on the internet, it could be up to 80%. I've never seen that be that high in terms of the prevalence of erectile dysfunction after the prostate is removed. I think it's in my world and in with surgeons that I've worked with, it's more like 25, 30%. That's one component. The other component is this, it's very clear. If you're not functioning well before prostate cancer and prostate removal, you're not going to function well after your prostate is removed, period, end of story. If you do function well, let's say you're 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10, very sexually healthy, get erections most of the times, have intercourse with partner, no problem, then you have a much better chance of retaining your erections or regaining your erections after the prostate is removed. Then there's urinary dysfunction. Sometimes people have urinary incontinence. Again, the rates there can be high. It depends on who the surgeon is and how healthy you are, how healthy and strong are the muscles, your your pelvic muscles. You need strong pelvic muscles to keep urinary continence. If not, then, then you might, after a prostate is removed, you may leak a little bit. It's called it's called urinary incontinence. And you may have to wear pads for however long. Sometimes some people wear pads for a long time, right? By the way, like other patients that I've seen that they just want to take care of the cancer. Uh, let me tell you a real story. And, and <laughs> I cannot ever forget this story. About 10 years ago, I had a patient who kept getting a biopsy and his biopsy was negative for prostate cancer. And he was upset. And you see, he was like, I said, I said, uh, I said, John, what's wrong? He says, ah, my recent prostate biopsy was negative. I said, John, that's a good thing. Why are you upset? He says, well, because I want my prostate out. My father had prostate cancer and I just wanted to be, and I know no one can take out my prostate for prophylactic reasons. So I just want my prostate out. I was like, I've never seen that before. <laughs> I just, you want your prostate out because you think you'll, eventually die from it. Yeah, I know that if I don't take it out, I, I probably will you know, get worse prostate cancer and die from it. Third biopsy, negative. Fourth. In general, if you keep biopsying a man as they get older, you will find something. So be careful what you're looking for because you will find something if you keep biopsying. So lo and behold, by the... <laughs> eighth biopsy, which I already call a prostatectomy just from all those biopsies. <laughs> already half the prostate is out anyway. They take a, a core and it was a very low grade Gleason 6. And he comes to my office. He high five me. He's like, finally. I was like, finally what? Uh, finally, they found something. They found what? They found prostate cancer. I'm scheduled for next week to get my prostate removed. I was like, I've never seen that. So believe it or not, there are people out there that just want their prostate removed. But going back to the original question, what is life like? What is life like for John after his... Well, he doesn't feel less manly. He feels great because he feels that he's cancer-free. He won't die from prostate cancer. So everybody's psychology with prostate and their, once their prostate removed is different. But I would say for most men is the following, right? For most men, they're happy if they're cancer-free. Sometimes there's a recurrence and that's not fun. But for most men, they're happy. They're cancer-free. They're not thinking of it of... Uh, they do care about their sexuality, most men, but they mostly care about being cancer-free, which you stay cancer-free, in my opinion, by practicing aggressive lifestyle interventions. Period. End of story. I've seen this movie before many times. And 
to do any treatment for prostate cancer, removing the prostate, uh, radiation treatment, focal, doesn't matter, without aggressive lifestyle interventions, it's only half the battle, is only half the treatment. You need to treat the whole body. You know, think about it for a second here. If you just had prostate cancer, you think that there are cancer cells only in your prostate? Really? Only one part of the prostate? So you're developing cancer cells only in one little part of the prostate, not anywhere else? If you think of it holistically, you would say, well, that's impossible. So you need to create a microenvironment that's hostile and unfavorable to cancer in your whole body to stay cancer-free. So prostatectomy, sometimes that's what's required and oftentimes that's what people want. Not only the physician, but the, the patient. Oh, but Dr. Gio, you don't understand because, you know, if, if, if you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? So all these surgeons, all they want to do is, you know, remove my prostate. Of course, there's bias there. These guys are females. They're female surgeons who they think they're their best at what they do and they believe wholeheartedly that that's the way to go. Yeah, of course, everybody's biased. So I wouldn't be discouraged from one treatment versus another because of biases. Uh, everyone is biased. You want to make an informed decision. And if you are the take it out person, right? So in my experience, there's different personality types. And one personality type is the take it out person. They found cancer, take it out. I don't want to deal with it. No problem. I'm not judging. That's cool. So then what is your life like after your prostate? Again, there is some erectile dysfunction depending on how you perform prior to the surgery. There's some urinary incontinence, again, depending on how healthy you are, how healthy those uh, muscles are around your pelvic area. Other than that, if you are a 9 out of 10 sexually and you're in good shape, for most people, they live a healthy, long life. High quality with good quality, including erections oftentimes. They do come back. You got to do a little penile rehabilitation. You have to do a little, perhaps, some Cialis daily. I use a dietary supplement that I formulated called XY Vigor. There are many guys that are just doing dietary supplements like XY Vigor for post-prostatectomy. Other guys are doing both, a combination of Cialis with XY Vigor. And that's all they're doing. Sometimes it requires injections of the organ for it to work. And, you know, in very advanced stages, some guys go and they get a penile implant, literally a penile implant where they insert two cylinders inside the penis and you have full control and you manually control the erections. So that's, you know, again, I'm not judging, uh, you know, you do what you need to do. But for most men I've seen, their life post-prostate removal prostatectomy is amazing. They have a great life. Okay. The urinary function component that has to be addressed because no one cares about erectile function unless uh, their urinary situation is under control. So if you're peeing all over the place, you, you know, you don't care about erectile function and how you prevent from Getting urinary incontinence is, again, being healthy, healthy muscles. There's Kegel exercises that one would do prior to the surgery. And then after we have in our program called something called the um, a prostate 
a surgery integrative protocol, like a piece it, where there's very specific exercises that we teach patients to do prior to their surgery, change in supplements for better outcome from their surgery. But that needs to be under control. And that does require a skillful surgeon that's, very, uh, that's experienced and a healthy, strong body. Less manly, you know, I, I just don't see it. I, 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 and I ask patients, we, we go heart to heart and I just don't see it. I don't think they are uh, feeling that way unless they're having erectile issues. What else do you need to know about your prostate being removed or prostatectomy? Well, I think that if you think after doing extensive research, you know, detailing the pros and cons of all the treatments that are out there, getting a second and third opinion, seeing a good holistic practitioner, after doing all these things, if you think that's the right move for you, you and your family, by the way, think it's a right move for you. Why am I saying your family? Because prostate cancer doesn't just affect you. It affects your wife. It affects your spouse. It affects your kids. It affects your family. So sometimes the decision has to be yours. This is your body, but your family is also a part of that. And they're part of that decision-making. Once you've done all your homework, then you got to just sit down quietly, put all the data away, sit down quietly, in a, surrounded in nature, whether in the woods or in the ocean, in front of the ocean, and just kind of sit there and see what your gut tells you. So there's a fine combination of analysis and strategy combined with just pure gut feeling or intuition. And that's how you make the decision of whether or not to get your prostate removed. But if concerns about erectile function, if you think that and you have evidence and you feel in your gut that getting your prostate removed is the right thing, you should not make that decision based on um, erectile function after the treatment. So you'll live a great life. I have patients that have been around 20, 30 years without a prostate. They're living a great life. Great life. They're probably a couple of grams, maybe a pound or two lighter, depending on what size of their prostate they had prior to getting it removed. But they're, doing, they're living a great life. And at least my patients are practicing aggressive lifestyle interventions, natural approaches, exercise, eating right, supplements. So I hope that this episode helps you make that decision and help you decide of what to do. And realize that it's all good. You'll do great. You'll do great. If you go to a good surgeon, you're healthy and really take it on and take this diagnosis as an opportunity, not a death sentence, an opportunity to live your best life moving forward and live your best life as a result of this diagnosis you'll find that you know, getting prostate cancer is actually a blessing and something that will make you live even better than before that diagnosis. This is Dr. Gio signing off. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Dr. Gio podcast. You can watch all episodes of this podcast and much more by subscribing to my YouTube channel on youtube.com forward slash Gio Espinoza ND. If you love what you heard today, you can help by leaving a five-star review of the podcast 
on Apple and Spotify, as each review helps us reach more men who are serious about improving their urological health and how to function better with age. And for the latest research and actionable takeaways in a world of men's health and integrative urology, sign up for my newsletter at drgeo.com. I'll see you next time. And now for a brief disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only, and we're not forming a doctor-patient relationship through this medium. The use of the information and all links associated with this podcast is at the listener's risk and is not to replace medical advice from a physician or a healthcare practitioner. Lastly, thoughts and opinions related to this podcast are my own and may not reflect the views of any institution or organization I'm associated with.